Little things left unchecked can lead to neglect in a marriage, and that means your relationship might be vulnerable to an affair. We want to help you avoid that uh, on today's episode. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and they head up the Focus Marriage Department. Erin, you're a counselor. You see a lot of different uh, couples. What are some of the things that seem little, perhaps, but are warning signs to you that this couple could have some trouble? Mm. Yeah, because I definitely want to lay the foundation that these little things could be happening and it could cause disconnect within the relationship, but someone chooses to have an affair. So it's not like if these things are happening, so thus, you know, the affair is like an outcome. It's recognizing something within the marriage may have been broken, not functioning well, not working. And so some of those little things can impact the overall um, environment of the marriage. And things, you know, the little foxes within a marriage, it could be poor communication or lack of physical intimacy or sex, financial problems, avoiding conflict, sweeping things under the rug, um, spending too much time apart, not having boundaries within spending time with the opposite sex. So it's just going, there's things that are influencing the overall relationship. One big thing to look at too is unresolved past trauma, Mm -hmm. that if someone has trauma, that has a huge influence on the marriage because both individuals, two individuals make up that marriage. The healthier both individuals are, the healthier that connection is going to be. Well, Focus President Jim Daly and I spoke with Pastor Rick and Tiffany Bullman, and they shared on a previous episode about how they met and fell in love. And today they're going to share a little bit about how they started to drift and warning signs that you might pay attention to. You speak to anger, Tiffany, is something you struggled with even as a young girl. Describe that. You know, most people don't. I I guess when I look at you, I couldn't see that. But what was that like? I just grew up struggling with anger. And uh, so when I would get stressed or when I didn't get my way or, you know, anything like that, if my brother and sister didn't listen to me when I was taking care of them. That sounds um, firstborn. Mm -hmm. Yes. I would get mad. I would explode. I would slam my bedroom door. You know, pictures would fall off the wall. And I, it took me a long time to learn to control my anger. Did you ever figure out the source of that? Or do you feel it was just part of your makeup? I think it was part of my makeup. It was kind of passed down to me. You know, my grandfather had a temper. My dad had a temper. I had a temper. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there isn't an identifiable source. It's part of temperament. Right. You know, you just just come out a little angry. Right. So I get that. Now, Rick, I'm not going to let you off the hook here. Okay. You know, it's not all (laughs) Tiffany. So you had some things from your family of origin. I think workaholism yes. seemed to be the thing that screams out of the book. Yep. So yep. what describe, I mean, you're going to touch a lot of guys' hearts here with yeah. workaholism. It's our number one problem. Yep. We get um, our identity from our jobs. Correct. So yep. yeah, is that what was going on for you? So Even um, though you couldn't clean the sink. Yeah. There's <laughs> some things I'd overlook. Um, yeah. No. Uh, my dad always prided himself on working hard. I and mean, like, whenever you do, you do it 110%. And, um, which is a good thing, but for me, when it came to my job and my work, I got so into it that my work was kind of my mistress. Uh It was, I would put my work before Tiffany. I would take 
calls at the dinner table. Oh, take, wow. Oh, I remember we That's were, a big no-no, Rick. Yeah. Oh, I, I've learned <laughs> I could, that now. I can tell you that. Yeah, but uh, we, it was her birthday and we were with some friends and I had somebody call at 10 o'clock at night and I took the call and in, I'm like, I just wish I can go back in time and just knock yeah. myself upside the head. I'm like, what are you doing? But it was just, it was work, work, work. And um, I didn't realize it was fracturing, fracturing not only my relationship with my wife, but with my kids too. They were picking up on dad cares more about his job than he does me. And, yeah, uh, that is tough. Hurts. You got to guard against that. And you yep. know what? You're in a big company. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. males particularly, but women can do that too, mm-hmm. fall into that workaholism category. Mm-hmm. And we do derive a strange sense of, of something good from it. Yeah. All right, let's move to uh, the 17-year mark in your marriage, which is where things kind of uh, begin to unravel. Mm-hmm. Describe you know, where you guys were at in your relationship 17 years and what was happening and what created the environment. Was it just a compounding of the things you've just talked about? Uh, describe it. We had just moved to Ferndale, Washington, so that Rick could begin his first pastorate, his senior pastor job. Um, kind of a lifelong you know, goal. And he was really excited about it. And I was excited too. I was also worried that it would consume him. So we moved. We were a few hours from family, even further from friends. And he dove in. And so those worries were realized. Yes. You know, he was all in. He was all in. He was working. Let me ask you in that regard. Okay. Did you were you able to express those fears to him, or did they bounce off of him? And you, when they you said it, they kind of bounced off. Rick, do you, I mean, when she was yeah. saying it to you, did it mean anything? Well, I well, I was under this misconception. Like, what do you mean I don't care? I'm working hard because I care, but that wasn't being received emotionally by Tiffany, it was, it sounded like an excuse. And so I, I have to admit, I disregarded it. Well, what, you know, in all due respect, I mean, again, what that sounds like is you're not hearing what I'm saying. Correct. I'm not saying that. I don't need that. What Correct. I need is this. Correct. And it, there, there became, that's the fracture. Right. right? Yep. I mean, and I, I say that only in that all of us in our marriages have this potential mm-hmm. and, probably 80, 90% of us will have this occur. Mm-hmm. And it's really, how do we how do we make sure we're connecting with each other? Right. And so that's yeah. the point. So you're expressing it. He's answering a different question. Right. <laughs> you're he, not connecting. Yeah. He goes all in and, and he's, he's working, providing and yes. he's working his tail off to make he's you happy. He's working early mornings yeah. and late at night and on his phone constantly and... You know, if not on his phone, if we were doing something as a family, watching a movie or something, he was on his computer. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we we were all frustrated, the kids and I. The and, and again, I'm painting this picture because I want us all to connect with this. There's a time where I was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And especially church and nonprofit work, it will take everything you will give it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's secular work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it'll mm-hmm. It'll just take everything you have. Yeah. And you got to put those boundaries around it. And I can see this setting up. I mean, I know the story, but even talking with you. So you're mm-hmm. all in. 
you're isolated, you've mm-hmm. got the kids, you're feeling like he does, we don't know each other anymore. Right. He doesn't pay attention to me. He's taking phone calls at the dinner table. Yeah, he's I, neglecting I the it. house. He's neglecting, yeah. Well, Greg, earlier we talked about how small things can be warning signs that there's some vulnerability to an affair. What are some of the little things that you recommend couples start paying attention to to really help prevent something serious from happening? Yeah. John, over the course of, I think, several years at our live marriage events, Aaron and I had couples fill out a sheet simply answering the statement, I feel loved when you dot, dot, dot. And what we were looking for, what are those little things that if we do on a regular basis that make a big difference in our marriage and can really put a hedge of protection around our relationship so that maybe we're not as vulnerable mm-hmm. to an affair. So some of the things that, that, that we found of doing that for several years, like pray with me and share deep faith was one of the number one answers. Just the importance of keeping Christ at the center of our relationship. Um, talk to me. So it was just not, hey, let's shoot the breeze, chew the fat. It was, I want to spend time being deeply known. So I want to share from a deep place, but I want you to share from a deep place. I want us both to deeply know each other, you know, to give positive affirmation. You know, affirmation is different than gratitude. Gratitude, which was on the list, by the way, was thanking me for things that I do. So I just took the trash out this morning. And I love it that Aaron, every once in a while, but you do this, you'll go, hey, and by the way, I saw the trash cans out. Thank you for pulling those out. That's gratitude. Affirmation is when she goes, hey, and by the way, thank you for your work ethic. I love that 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 you provide for our family, that you you go to work every day, you know, thank you, whatever. So all these kind of inner life mm-hmm. Uh, qualities that 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 she notices about me, you know, spend time with me. So obviously, it you know, strong marriage to to guard and protect against infidelity means that we've got to be spending time together, time having fun, mm-hmm. time exploring. How are you really doing? How are you feeling? I, I love that Aaron often at our dinner table. So right now we have one daughter still at home. So when the three of us are eating, Aaron will go, all right, give me three feeling words. And literally we'll pull out a feelings wheel and, and we'll and pass it around. this wheel has different words. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And it's great. Like in the beginning, Annie and I kind of roll our eyes, all oh, a therapist mom. <laughs> but honestly, it is such a fun tool just to really explore that, that inner life to see how people are doing. And I would say one very beneficial thing, conversation to have with your spouse is, what do we want our friendships with the opposite sex to look like? What guidelines are we putting in place to protect our marriage? I recently was visiting with a couple and talked about Billy Gra- the Billy Graham rule that mm-hmm. came out several years back about Billy Graham and what his standards were. And there's actually an article on um, the Focus on the Family site. So maybe we could put that in the show notes. Good idea. Um, but it's important to have that conversation. And so many couples don't. Even post-affair, I've worked with couples who have not had that conversation. But it's just establishing what are the expectations around how we each interact with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And your your guidelines might look very different than Greg and my guidelines, but 
at least have that conversation and start establishing what are our guidelines. Yeah, these are uncomfortable topics, perhaps, but they're important to get into this and to talk through so you're both aware. Yeah, and John, so all we're saying is to figure out what are those protection, those little things that we can do to to guard, to protect our relationship. Do try that tonight. Mm. Just just have your spouse answer the statement, I feel loved when you and just do that back and forth, and you're going to get so many good things that are relevant to your marriage. That's excellent advice, and I hope that you take that to heart. Write it down, uh, put an appointment uh, in your phone, whatever it looks like, but get to have that conversation uh, and, and begin having those discussions. Well, we're going to post a link to the article that uh, Aaron mentioned about, and then we're also going to suggest you get a copy of the book by the Bullmans. Their story is captured in the pretty amazing book, Mended, One Couple's Journey from Betrayal to Imperfect Beauty. And uh, if you make a donation to the ministry today, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, we'll send that book to you, and we've got all the details in the show notes. You'll hear more of Rick and Tiffany's testimony next time. And uh, for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days, and it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.